to Overtime Hockey Talk. My name is Mark Paul and Justin, my co-host. Great to see you, Justin, on the eve. Well, not quite the eve, but the eve-eve of playoffs. So excited. I am very excited. Excited. Uh, Before we dive into anything, I think that uh, there's... One thing that we should talk about before we we dive into the fun of playoffs, that uh, horrible tragedy in uh, Humboldt. Yeah, that's how you say it. Yeah. Uh, Just a junior team crashing their bus and half the team essentially dying in the crash. 15 people dead in that crash and just just horrible. Uh, I don't really have words to say regarding it i you know i don't know a whole lot about the situation other than it happened and it's terrible and i have quite a few friends that played junior hockey and i've seen their facebook posts today saying how uh they can remember times when they were out in the mountains in different places and and driving those buses and how you know how likely it could have been that it could have been them and so i think this is definitely just hit home for anybody that's played hockey any Anybody that has traveled in sports and the fact that it's a bunch of teenagers, it's just it's just brutal. And our, of course, our hearts and our prayers go out to those families. And, uh, you know, hopefully, I don't know, I don't know what, what good can come of it. But of course, God can do anything with that. And so we trust that uh, whatever, whatever happens with those families from this point on, that, you know, there's something good can come from these kids' lives. Uh, being lost in a in a tragedy. So, okay, shall we talk some playoffs? Please, that is I, what we yeah, are. I've been waiting all weekend for. Really this. here for. We are uh, we are excited. Uh, I I actually you know I was thinking about it today. It's like holy crap, dude! We made it through a whole freaking season. <laughs> oh, we gee, did yeah. not miss a week. That's pretty good. Like it's not like anybody's paying us to do this, right? And even considering you, we you didn't could miss, if you want to, but yeah, you could. <laughs> Please give us your money. Um, yeah, considering the fact that you were gone for two weeks in Europe and we still didn't miss a week. Yeah. So yeah, I was gone in Europe, and I feel like I was gone in other places too. But we, yeah, we've made it work. I mean, even when when I was gone, we just did some pre-recorded shows, and and we've uh, we've rocked through. So very excited that we just completed our first full regular season. Of, uh, of podcasting together. So. Wow, I feel like the Golden Knights. Congrat! Yeah, right. Yeah, we. <laughs> I think I'm going to say we had more wins than them. Kudos. All right. I, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I think that uh, in terms of this uh, playoff preview, what we're going to do is we're going to spend about around eight to ten minutes per team. We're just going to kind of truck through, talk about each series, talk about what we're looking forward to. Um, I think that some of this. I want to look at it from just a pure fan perspective because mm-hmm. I think that it's so easy to forget about uh, certain playoff series. You know, obviously w- when your team's in it, like for me, I've the, the Leafs are in it, and so anytime the Leafs are playing, I'm obviously I'll be all eyes on that game. Uh, for you, you actually you're experiencing what I had to experience for. Oh, uh, basically my whole life. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say there was a uh, solid decade in there. It was a one. They made the, at one point they had made the playoffs one time since my senior year of high school. Yeah, that's ooh, so rough. It was rough. Uh, now you get the advantage. There's one cool thing about not having your team. And it mm-hmm. was last year they didn't make it either. So no. Uh, so yeah, I've already had to do this. But it is fun when there's no pressure and you can just kind of hop on some bandwagons. Yeah. And, you get to be on eight bandwagons in the first round. That's very true. Yeah. Or more if you decide to flip halfway <laughs> through a series. That's And that's just fine. It doesn't matter. I'll be honest with you. I actually did that the year Tampa Bay and the Rangers were in the conference ah, finals. Uh-huh. I was flipping back. I was like, I don't know. I, I love both these teams so much. I don't know who to vote. You love for. Tampa and you love Lundqvist. I, yeah, let's let's clear that up. Yes. <laughs> uh, do you have a girlfriend team, though, for the playoffs? Do you have a, a team that you're going to follow and like you're really rooting for them to win the cup at this point? Uh, is it Tampa then for you? Or? No, it's, it's nope. not Tampa. I, okay. I tend to when, okay. So when the wings were in the West, I always had a girlfriend team in the East. And now that they moved to the East, I kind of always had, 
I don't want to say a girlfriend, but I've had. A, You've got a Connor Hellebuck in the West. Uh, yes, I know. You I know. Do. I know. Yeah. <laughs> He's uh, yeah, and kudos to him for setting the record for most wins by an American-born goalie on the last game of the year. Too. Oh, I didn't see that. That's yeah, legit. He passed Tom Barrasso. So, Tommy Barrasso. He tied the record for most home wins in a season by any goalie from any country with thirty home wins wow. in one season. So, Interesting. Yeah. Wow. Uh, okay. Well, I, it sounds like maybe you're you're waiting. To find a girl, you know, you're 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 courting all of them. Yes, yeah. that's the proper term. Waiting to see now, you know, the Leafs are a great team to uh, to court. You know, very, <laughs> but maybe it won't be as fun if you're cheering for the Leafs and I am, and then it's a huge Homer show, right? All right. <laughs> well, okay. Well, let's let's uh, just start at a a one seed. We'll kind of go through each division. We'll start in the Eastern Conference. We'll move to the West. Go back to the East, and then we'll finish up on the West. And so let's start in the Atlantic Division. Let's go Tampa Bay, New Jersey. All right. Uh, in this series, actually, New Jersey won every single game, which is very surprising. Yeah, that uh, is. That they were able to do that. Now, two of the games that they won were late in the season, relatively late, uh, especially one of the last ones when Tampa Bay was. I mean, yeah, they're they're playing for first, but. Mm-hmm. They, they've they been a little banged up. Stamkos was out. And so I don't know how much... I really don't know how much stock you can put into these three games. Especially One of the games was played on October 17th. The <laughs> Devils won in a shootout. I, I wonder, was that Tampa Bay's first loss? Yeah. Because they weren't losing many in the early on. So... Uh, yeah, I, when I look at the regular season matchup, I pretty much I'm especially for this series, I'm throwing it out the window. Okay, just based on where both those teams were at, and uh, and yeah, the, the I think the Devils caught a lot of teams off guard this year in the regular season. So yeah, I, I think in the playoffs, th- this one is really interesting because obviously, I think we can both agree Tampa Bay has the depth that New Jersey Absolutely. doesn't even come close to, right? And who's the best player in this series? I, I want to ask that question for every series, by the way. Who okay. is the best player in this series, excluding goaltenders? Okay, if I had to choose one guy from both teams. One guy. To just say, I would take him over anybody else in a series. Not because I think his team's going to win, but just because I think he's the best player. Yep. Taylor Hall. Yeah. Yeah. And in even maybe three months ago, you wouldn't have said that. You would have said no. Kucherov. You might have said Stamkos. Yep. You might have said. You might say, still say Hedman. Uh, I, I. You could make a real strong case that Hedman yes. is the best player in that. Uh, maybe you say the most important player in that series because he's going to be out on the ice for th- close Anytime to thirty Taylor minutes Hall of the game. Is on the ice, right? Yeah, he'll be right. there. So Taylor Hall is going to get a steady diet of Victor Hedman and Anton Strawman. And the question is, can he, over the course of a seven-game series, what's that going to do to him? He's been great the, these last couple months, but when it comes to uh, a team focusing their entire game plan around you at this point, that's going to be hard. Taylor Hall really is a one-man show. Yeah. I, um, you know what? <sighs> this one's going to be tough for me. I, I Honestly, if... Okay, if, if we have to make a prediction, I'm going to go Tampa Bay in this one. I, I think most people will, but... Even what? Though, yeah. <laughs> but, okay, Stamkos still being day-to-day. We don't really know, at least I don't know off the top of my head, where he's sitting at in terms of health-wise. But regardless, he's not coming back 100% unless maybe you know he's sitting out till the second round or something and Tampa Bay feels pretty confident about it. But, um, yeah, like, like you mentioned earlier, Tampa Bay definitely has the depth. I think... Oh, one guy that's really going to make a huge difference in this series. And I say that because, you know, Tampa Bay is going to do everything they can to get Victor Hedman out on the ice when Taylor Hall is there. But the guy that's going to make the bigger difference is going to be Ryan McDonough, in my opinion. Okay. Ryan McDonough will kind of be the... Yeah. He's the he's the extra guy where there's no one that really has a second pairing defenseman yes. that's as good as Ryan McDonough. Absolutely. And when... when you know, New Jersey gets home ice advantage and they can make that last change. You're going to see times where they're going to try to get Taylor Hall out there when Hedman's not out there. But for Tampa, they're going to be lucky because like they got a guy like Ryan McDonough, who is essentially a number one on just about almost every other team in the league. So true. So the bigger question for me, though, 
when you when you remove that from the picture is it's going to come down to goaltending because right now Corey Snyder is sitting on the bench playing backup to Kincaid because he's yeah. been hot. Yes, and Vasilevsky not so much. He's and, cooled off. And and I would say some of Vasilevsky is. Uh, it's not only a fatigue. I think that mm-hmm. it'd be difficult at this point of where they were at in the standings to yeah. not mentally go. I need to pace myself a little bit. Yeah. I don't. I don't need to go balls to the walls anymore. And I I think that he'll come out and he's going to look more like he did in the first half of the season than he did in the second. Now he may not be as good as what we saw in the first half. That that may have been a slight anomaly, and I I think that it there's a good chance that it was. I think that he's more probably somewhere in between. He's an above average goaltender. Mm-hmm. No doubt about that. Uh, I think that there's, there's no reason to believe that he won't have over a nine two save percentage in the playoffs. I feel like most goalies do. If you win a series, yeah. you almost always have pretty good save percentage. Uh, I mean, is this going to be a high scoring series, a low scoring series? What, what do you, th- how do you see that panning out? Uh, I don't want to say it's going to be high or low. I think it's going to be somewhere in the middle. There's, there's all Marcus Johansson's also. It looks like he'll re, be ready, be ready to, go to go for the start. Good. He practiced Saturday, so that's a that's a very good sign. Out with the concussion for a while, he adds a whole new element to the. I mean, if, if you can have that extra centerman in there, it, it shuffles everybody else back into the lineup where they should be. Uh, yeah, I think this series will be. Has a good chance to be high scoring if Tampa wins. I think that if New Jersey's winning, they can't win in a shootout, game in and game out. I mean, you you know, you could see one five four game or something like that. I, but if New Jersey's going to have any chance, they've got to do exactly what they did to Tampa two weeks ago, and that's mm-hmm. beat them two one, get great goaltending, and not give up a ton of odd man rushes. That's if if you're giving up odd man rushes to Kucherov and Stamkos. You're not going to live long. No. Uh, let's give a prediction for this series. I'm going Tampa in six. Tampa in six. You know, I am not as not quite as high in New Jersey. I'm going to continue to, you know, everybody's okay. thought New Jersey was going to be struggle this year. Mm-hmm. And actually, it's they're a cool story because they're really the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference both had the, their last place finisher last year go and finish, <laughs> finish right. in the playoffs in the eighth seed. So really cool story, but I think the story ends here and it ends in five. Five, okay. Well, well five games. Okay. Tampa, I think, wins the first two games. New Jersey will take one at home, and then Tampa will uh, close it will out. skip it out there in TB. Okay, well, shall we go on to Boston-Toronto? Wow. All right, let's do it. Yeah, yeah. I I can uh, I can get down with that. Of uh, course, the Leafs actually did pretty well against the Bruins this year. Uh, other than a four-one loss to the Bruins on February third, the Leafs won all three games. The first one in overtime. Again, it's difficult to put a lot of stock into these regular season games because I think at least one of those games Bergeron was out. Mm-hmm. for the Bruins. And two of those games, Matthews was out for the Leafs. So I think the game the Leafs lost, Matthews was out, but another game the Leafs won, Matthews was out too. So I, I'm actually, yeah, I'm pretty sure both the February 3rd and the 24th, he was not playing for either of those games. Right. So really, I mean, we're looking at a different teams for both, better teams for both. So, oh man, G- give me your... Uh, Let's since you are a little bit more objective than I am, I can be objective, but it is a little harder. Uh, how do you see this series playing out? And before you answer that, tell me who is the best player in this series? Ooh, that's another hard one. Yeah, it really is. Um, boy, I've I've got two two schools of thought on this. When you when you talk about best player, the guy that's going to need to be the best player, and the guy I think is the best player. Um, Honestly, right now, I think the best player out there is Claude Giroux. Well, he's not in this series. I'm sorry. <laughs> wow. He, Where did my mind go? Yeah, the, thank you for correcting me. Philadelphia Flyers. I don't, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's rewind that. Best player out there right now, Brad Marchand. Okay. Um, the guy that needs to be the best player, Freddie Anderson. I said no goalies, Justin. I can't help it. 
it said no goals. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go with with BM on this one. Okay, um, no Brad Marchand. So yeah. you so legitimately you think that Brad Marchand is a better player than Austin Matthews, Patrice Bergeron. I think and yes. David Pasternak playing right now. The 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 hmm. way in which he's playing the game. And the importance he has for his team, I think he is the best player. I, right I now. think that Patrice Bergeron is the best player on the Bruins. Okay, uh, he's the most important player, certainly. And there's a fair uh, argument. Marshawn does not go without Bergeron. Bergeron, I know. He, when Bergeron wasn't there, he was going pretty good. Well, so <laughs> this is the playoffs, different okay. animal. No, and, and it's not to say that Marshawn's not. No, no, no. He, yeah. There's there's five players in this series that you could give it to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am actually going. To go off the board here. Okay. I'm going to say that right now, the best player in this series is going to be Mitch Marner. Oh, I was really hoping you were going to say Travis Dorsett. (laughs) Oh, Travis Dermott. Dermott, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Travis Dermott. He is returning. He has returned to the lineup. So he will, he played against Montreal. And so he'll, uh, he'll start the playoffs with the Leafs, which is good news. And uh, I know that the, the, the thing about this series mm-hmm. is that Boston's top line, there there truly isn't a top line in the NHL that is better than that line and in terms of possession. Right. Like that line just has the puck the whole time they're yeah, out. I think there. it was like game 65 when they gave up their first five-on-five five goal. Yeah. So that's, that's ridiculous. Yeah. So at this point, it doesn't matter who you throw out there, whether it's, I mean... And, and it's not like they haven't played against everybody. You know, they they played lots against Sidney Crosby. They played lots against and all, like you know, well, Austin Matthews wasn't actually there when they played him very often, but uh, <laughs> well, but he would even Ovechkin and right, yeah. right. It's not like they're not playing against top players. Right at this point, it is almost better to just go. Well, there's no way we're putting Austin Matthews against these guys. We're going to go. the The Leafs are going to do their best, I think, to match Kadri up. Along with uh, Patrick Marlowe and Connor Brown, they're going to put those guys out there uh, matched up against the Bergeron line. And that is going to be a focal point for the entire series. No, I agree. I think just if you look at it straight, if, if I had to take maybe one player to actually take a face-off, probably be Kadri. Yeah, he's he's decent in the face-off circle. Uh, Placanic's pretty good, too. Yeah. Um, Matthews is okay. I, but the rest of Bergeron, though, line. I mean, Bergeron <laughs> is just, yeah. It's it's who do you want to put out there? Yeah, not necessarily who can stop them, who can contain them a little bit, mm-hmm. and how do you get the rest of your players out to not be out against them? Because they need they need Marner to be out against different players. They need Matthews line to be out against yeah. different players because it's just not going to work. So, right, Kadri's got to be uh, got to be out there against that Bergeron line, uh, or you can, you just can't get. Komarov and uh, Placanics oh, no. and Kapanen stuck out there at the same time. Then that'll be a disaster. Um, yeah, I, I think that goaltending probably is maybe more crucial in this series than any other. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe more crucial for the Leafs than any other team where you go, okay, the Leafs are very good. Like, do they have a shot to win the cup? Absolutely. I, I think you'd be foolish not I think you'd be foolish to say no, they have zero chance. Uh, I do think that out of all the Stanley Cup contenders, here's who I have as Stanley Cup contenders. I think that Nashville, Boston, Toronto, Tampa Bay, Winnipeg, I think all those are your, and Pittsburgh, those are your legitimate contenders. Uh, Washington might have been in the conversation before. I I just can't put them in that conversation anymore. Not until they do something. They go to the conference finals, then I'll I'll start giving them some more credit. But I, I think those are your legitimate Stanley Cup contenders, and out of those teams, the Leafs rely most on their goaltending. They yeah. they have to get good goaltending. Yeah, I mean they finished fourth in the league at well, I, I should say fourth worst in the league at shots against per game, whereas Boston finished second best in the league at shots against per game. So you know when you look at goaltending right now, I might give a slight edge to Tuka Rask in this one just because of the fact he's been there. You know, he's he's gone the distance before. And I mean, granted, it was sure. Tim Thomas that won the cup, but yeah. he was there. And, um, you know, I, both these teams are so evenly matched. I mean, you it look really at, is they their goals per game. They're essentially identical. Their goals against 
Oh, the Leafs have a little bit higher, but almost almost identical. Uh, their power play, Leafs have at twenty five percent, which is twenty five percent is ridiculous, and that's only good for second in the league because Pittsburgh's was dumb. Uh, and Boston's 23.6%. So second and fourth in the league, Pen- uh, penalty killing Boston was third. Leafs were 11th, 83.7 and 81.4. I mean, ultimately in a series, that's one power play goal difference. You know, it's not a, a huge difference. You've got face off percentage. The Leafs are at 51.8 Bruins are at 50.8. Uh, it just, these two teams are so close together in terms of how often they score in the way that they defend the puck. They're both pretty fast. I think that the Leafs overall have more team speed. Uh, but the Bruins, man, that top line, it's going to be that top line or bust, right? Is that yeah, absolutely all through the playoffs? It's If anything happens to that line, I think they're in big trouble. No, I completely agree. And, <clears throat> excuse me, yeah, I think for the Leafs to win, they have to get depth scoring here. I think they, they need all their top three lines to roll and and contain that top line for the Bruins. I'm going to say that the one thing that the Bruins have intangibly speaking, not not only do they have players that have made the run to the cup before, uh, obviously Marlowe has been to the finals before, but yeah. I, I think that some of that's overblown. Like, you think so? You don't have to have won a cup in order to teach someone how to win it. You can get, it's, it, it is a hockey game. Yes. They play a lot of them. They know how to play them. I mean, there there may be some surprises in terms of like, wow, the playoffs are really intense. Yeah. But the Leafs made the playoffs last year. This isn't the first time they're going here. No. And so I think that that helps too. That this isn't this this isn't their first time coming to the the playoffs as a bunch of young kids. They they've got one under their belt. But what the Bruins do have is this thing in the back of their mind. It has to be in the back of a guy like Bergeron and Krejci mm-hmm. and Chara. This could be the the last or one of the last opportunities we have at a legitimate run not not that this team doesn't look good but you don't know at 35 you don't know the next year how good you're going to be chara you don't know how how well those knees are going to hold up right <laughs> you just don't know and so i think that there may be more sense of urgency for the bruins than the leafs where the leafs seemingly have quite a bit of time but i, I think yeah. that they they want to win, of course, but uh, I just think that the veterans on the Bruins that that might give them the edge in that in that sense. But yeah, I think, and when when you talk about like a playoff edge too, I think there's some guys that you know who have been there and they have the experience, so they know how to turn it on. For instance, um, Justin Williams is a prime example of that. He just he knows how to take it to that next level. Or did he just get really lucky in a couple games? That absolutely could be like true he too. admits. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and I think Chris Kunitz is another guy to watch out for in the series we just talked about. You know, with Tampa Bay, how he knows how to turn it on in the playoffs and go to another level, but. You know, I the the Leafs haven't had that playoff run or haven't had those years of playoff experience to really look at any guy and say, "Hey, this guy knows how to turn it on." Now, that doesn't mean somebody won't turn it on. You know, Absolutely. we might we might actually see Austin Matthews start doing. You're like, "Yeah, this guy is a is a playoff guy. He knows how to turn it on." You know, oh, he just did it last year. How, uh, in the playoffs. Backstrom forgets to turn it on the playoffs sometimes. Yes, but. <laughs> yes. See, I just tend to think that that's more to do with matchups and sure and all that than anything. I don't think that guys get to the playoffs. Very many of I, I sure I think there could be an element of, you know, it gets in your head or mm-hmm. you're you're a little more hesitant than the next guy, but that is where a guy like Brad Marchand is great, but also incredibly dangerous because what if he goes and does something stupid and then he gets suspended and there goes your your hopes tries to bite another finger, right? Oh, <laughs> okay, let's uh, roll over to the Western Conference and oh, wait, hold on, we got to give our predictions here. Did yes, we, not? we do. We did we not you say you are absolutely right. Let's hear your predictions. I'm taking your leaves. All right. The leaves. Seven, leaves. Did I say leaves? Leaves. Yeah. Uh, leaves. Yes. It's grammatically incorrect, <laughs> but it's actually grammatically correct because it is a proper noun. So uh, okay. Seven games. Seven games. Yeah. Okay. I think the depth scoring for Toronto gets it done. And uh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to go Leafs in six. Oh. Uh, I, I think that. For me, if I'm picking, I'm I'm going to pick the Leafs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they do have the depth over them. Uh, I also think that Freddie Anderson ultimately wins them the series. But I think that they're going to, not that they can't win a game seven, but 
you're going to come out in a game six and go, we got to win this one. Yeah. I don't, we don't want to go back to Boston. No, I agree with you <laughs> so on that one. I'm going to say Leafs in six. Let's go over okay. to the Western Conference and go Las Vegas, their first time ever, well, in the league. So the first yeah. time ever in the playoffs, obviously. Greatest expansion team ever. Yes. Uh, greatest expansion team in sports. Like pure yeah. professional sports. <laughs> I, I, I venture to find out if there's a... Some cricket expansion team that did better than the Las Vegas wow, Knights. cricket. Or, you know, maybe soccer or rugby. Curling. Curling? <laughs> oh, geez. Uh, Vegas versus the Los Angeles Kings. Now, the series was uh, was interesting. First game, Vegas took it 4-2. The last game, LA took it 4-1. And the two games in between, they split 3-2 wins in overtime. Okay. So... A very even series. Those games played in November, December, and a back-to-backer in February. So, uh, again, look into those as what you want to look into them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think those back-to-backers maybe have a little more, uh, a little, a little bit more credence because they, you are going into both those games going, okay, we're playing these guys two games in a row. We can game plan a little bit more for them because you can devote a little bit more time to them because you're playing them two days in a row, uh, and so. I think you can look at those games and you go, well, they sp- LA won both those games. And that was when Vegas was struggling a little bit. Uh, I expect the speed of Vegas to be a factor. But ultimately, I I do think that the Kings, especially with getting Jeff Carter back, where he's been pretty good since coming back, and uh, man, unless, unless Marc-Andre Fleury has got some more magic in him, uh, I'm I I think that the Kings probably have the edge in almost every way. Defensively, hundred percent the Kings have have the depth and they have Drew Doughty, who can play half the team. Yes, absolutely. Game. That's he'll play thirty minutes. Yes. Yeah. Uh and then forward wise, nobody's gonna be able to match up against Kopitar. No. He's been absolutely a monster this year. But I mean he could be he could be on the heart ballot, and I wouldn't have any problem with it. Yeah, and he He's will. That good. And over 90 points. Ridiculous. Unbelievable. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think that probably the Kings would have finished higher in the standings if it hadn't have been for a Carter injury and a, and a couple other absolutely uh, kind of weird things happening. And so I, I think that really they are, they are poised to move into the second round. I think this is... Surprisingly enough, I think this is actually going. This is the easiest first round bid of the of the whole first round. I I think it's going to be the easiest out. I think it'll be fun, but I, I really think they're going to roll. I think that they're going to win in four or five games. Now, see, you can make the argument, for instance, that L.A. has been kind of playing playoff hockey for a little while since Carter basically came back because they were floating around in that wild card sure. bubble, and other teams were making a push. So yeah. LA is in. They're ready to roll. They know what it takes to win. Most of those guys have been there for the couple cups they have. They know what it takes. They know the extra level they have to push themselves to, whereas a lot of these guys in Vegas just have never really had that experience. I mean, you've got James Neal, who yeah. is a please. He's a great playoff performer. Absolutely. He, he can get it done in the playoffs. Marc-Andre Fleury is, funny enough, if you, if you said, all right, what two goalies in the playoffs right now have the best opportunity to steal a series. I think you would go Marc-Andre Fleury and Jonathan Quick. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, absolutely. Who are the two most likely? It's those guys. Uh, I can't... Yeah, no, they're... Maybe Pecorine, but that's about it for me. Yes, yes, but Pecorine, yeah, I guess Pecorine because of last year. Yeah. Uh, he stole Chicago. I don't even think that they needed Pecorine in that series. <laughs> I think they would have won with me in there. <laughs> they, Colorado, Chicago was I just can't. terrible. Uh yeah, I, I mean, I'm looking around and I'm I'm trying to think who else could could uh, is most likely to steal a series, and it's those two guys. Yeah, I I think it, Wild Bill Carlson here is gonna he's gonna find it very tough having to match up against Kopitar or even Jeff Carter for that that matter. I mean, you got two guys that are experienced at shutting down other teams and know how to put up points too. Yeah, and LA is is they they're playing a much different game than what we have seen in the playoffs in the past from them. So I, I wouldn't expect a whole bunch of one, nothing wins for LA. Uh, but I, I do think that you're right. The Vegas golden Knights are going to find it difficult to maneuver out there against them. 
Yeah, and like you said, goaltending to me is a wash. Defense, you give the edge to LA, clearly. Uh, When you got guys like Shea Theodore playing top minutes for Vegas, and then you look at the other end of the Yeah, which which he's not a bad player, but I think on on a Stanley Cup contending team, he's a fourth. He's a four guy. Yeah, absolutely. And then, yeah, like you said, we got Drew Doughty and Jake Muzzin, you know, holding down that blue line at the other end. So clearly the edge there. And oddly enough, it's funny, too, because when when, you know, L.A. switched coaches from Suter and you you think, okay, they're going to open things up a little bit more. They're going to be a little bit more offensively minded on the Mm -hmm. back end and the goals are going to go behind Jonathan Quick a little bit more. Right. Funny enough, they Jonathan Quick still ended up winning the Williams Jennings trophy for least goals against the entire season. Yep. They and were they were best in the league yeah, goals against. Beat out Nashville by two goals, but still nevertheless with a defense that is supposed to be a little bit more offensively minded now at this point and it still they managed to shut the door on teams. So yeah, I I don't see Vegas having much success at all in this series. So Yeah, and I mean Vegas has done well at at stopping other teams from scoring too. Uh, yeah. I don't know how much of that has been luck, but uh, well, I, I they also, rolled early on in the season with yes. four different goaltenders. Yes. So. Uh, also, that penalty kill for LA is is pretty fantastic. They were first in the league. Uh, yeah, it's it's going to be an interesting series. Ultimately, I, I really think that LA's depth uh, when you can, you know, you're rolling Kopitar and you've got Toffoli's to line and you've got Jeff Carter. I, I just think that there's there's too much for them to handle. Uh, ultimately, I think, like I said, this could be a four or five game series. And I know there's going to be a lot of people who are saying, "Oh yeah, you know this." They're they're only in first because they got lucky. No, I, I think that they went on a legitimate run. They're better than we thought they were. I think that the Kings just match up really well against the Golden Knights. Absolutely. And I, if if they were playing maybe a team like Anaheim, I might actually give. Gold, the Golden Knights a little more credit. Wow, okay. Uh, but L.A., just to me, it seems like they match up very, very well. And so I'm I'm going, I'll just say this is this is my sweep. I feel this like I feel like each each round you have to give one like, all right, this is my sweep. One sweep. Yeah. Okay. Be, because sweeps really, I mean, they don't even happen every year in the playoffs, period. So True. usually, I, you know, I, I, I would say it's everyone's like, oh, it'll be in six. Oh, mm-hmm. them in six, six, six. It's like, okay, well, I'll say a sweep for this one. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I, uh, I, as much as I don't see Vegas having much success, I'm actually hoping a little bit that uh, an old Red Wing has a little success in the playoffs. Little Tommy Titar. Yeah, tarty sauce there, tar-tar. you know. Tartar. Does a little well, but nevertheless, for me, um, L.A., and I'm going to go, not a sweep, but I'm going five games for L.A. to take this one. I think Marc-Andre Fleury takes one game for them, and then they find no victory anywhere else. So, Okay. All right. Uh, let's move to the Sharks and the Ducks. So the Ducks are the mm. home team, and the uh, series opens on Thursday. And like heaven, the 1030 starts. Yes. Do you like or dislike those late starts? Um, you got to get up at yeah, like Yeah, I dislike them because, yeah, I got to get up super early for work, but I like them because it spreads out a little playoff hockey. So yeah. if I want to watch a little bit more, I yeah. can. I, I prefer maybe the 10 instead of a 10.30 start. Get a couple um, periods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll watch them all. It'll be okay. I'm, okay. Uh, but I'll just, I'll just suffer through. Uh, this series... I think is uh, what do I have to say about this series? That uh, I think that the Ducks and the Sharks are two teams that everyone's looking at right now, and mm-hmm. they're. Does anybody have either of these teams going beyond the next round? Like the one of the, one of these two teams has to win, and then the next round are they going to just get wiped out? Okay, so I think healthy the Ducks could potentially go to the conference finals. Uh, they were there last year, yeah. and, and they really don't look that much different than they did no. last year, you know, the year before. Yeah. yeah, they're built for the playoffs, and they are just licking their chops to get ready and get going. But no Cam Fowler on the back end right now. No Jonathan Gibson in net, 
right now. No, no, he he is expected. To play. Is he? Yes. He okay, is, he's good. back. He's back. I I did not read that as of this morning, so that's a that's a very good sign for them. Um, but Cam Fowler, that that's gonna be that's gonna be tough because that offense on the blue line runs through him and he sets the tone for what goes on on that back end. So, um, you know, I think, I think there's something to be said too about, uh, Evander Kane. He sort of changed the, the tone a little bit for the Sharks since he came on board. Not that he's putting yes. up the points, but that, that Sharks team has sort of found a new identity and a new way to win games. Um, so this is, this is a definitely a series where I, I, I can almost coin flip it in my opinion. Yeah, but it, I I will watch. Yes, I absolutely. I'm, but it it may be my least intriguing series to me. Maybe it's because yeah. both these teams have been here so many times that the first round Anaheim first round Sharks. Mm-hmm. I do like I've been watching it for a decade. Yeah, and so at this point, I'm kind of okay. Well, well, you know, whoever wins, I'll see you in the next round. But it just there's not a super interesting uh, storyline to this to this one, other than hey, cool, you're both in California. That's great. Mm-hmm. It's fun. Uh, I think it's uh, goaltending will definitely be a factor in this series. Uh, both these teams are pretty defensive types of teams. Uh, the Ducks were third in goals against the Sharks, ninth. Uh, neither team has that great of a power play, especially at a Seventeen point eight percent penalty kill, great for both teams. So, I mean, really, we, what what can we expect? We can expect probably not a lot of power play goals, pretty stifling penalty kills for both teams. Uh, both these teams are eighth and ninth in faceoff win percentage. So, you know, you're you're going to be looking at a lot of a lot of gets laugh trying yeah. to win faceoff, which he's he's okay at faceoffs, but I mean, I've I've heard stories even that. Uh, Getzlaff was losing faceoffs on purpose because they, they couldn't win faceoffs in their offensive zone, and that they'd create wow. a plan over around the faceoffs being lost and players forechecking. So it'll be it'll be an, a fun series to watch because I truly don't care. I, <laughs> maybe that's what it is. There's neither of these teams. I don't I don't care who wins. I really don't care. Okay. Well, let me. Let me ask you this: Who, who, in your opinion, is the best player in the in the series? Hey, we team? didn't do that for the last one either. No, we didn't. It's Anze Kopitar. Yeah, it is absolutely. Yeah. That's not a question. Yeah. <laughs> or Drew Doughty. But my my point is is for this series, um, there's not like a guy that really stands out. There's no like Anaheim or San Jose. I mean, San Jose. Yeah, when they went to the Cup Finals, they were they were a sexy team, but. Like Anaheim hasn't been like a team that you're like, oh, well, you, you got to watch out for those guys. They're powerhouse, much like the Jets and Nashville have been. They neither one of these teams have been that kind of team for a while now, right? Um, and, and it's it's because their superstars are all aging, right? Yes. Like it's not that Getzlaff isn't still a very good player, but he's not Getzlaff of five years ago. Uh, but last year in the playoffs, Getzlaff was their best player. Yeah, by far. I mean, he took them on his back and brought them to. Uh, the conference finals last year. Yeah, and I think for either one of these teams to get past the second round, they're going to need another effort like that from somebody, either uh, Joe Pavelski or Logan Couture or, you know, like you said, Ryan Getzlaff to do that again. One of these teams is going to need somebody to basically carry them to the conference finals, I think. So to answer your question, who's the best player in this series? Yes. It's actually maybe out of any of the series, that's this is the most difficult one to answer because there's so many that it could potentially be. Uh, I think that you could easily throw out Joe Pavelski's name uh, because he may be the most likely one to to walk around and snipe. Mm-hmm. Um, gets laughed because he's the top center on Anaheim and is going to probably have the most minutes out of any forward. Ah, hey, Brent Burns for the Sharks because all the offense flows through him. Maybe he's the most important player in this series. Oh, I'm going to have to go gets laugh is the best player in this series. Gets laugh. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. I uh, I'll stick with the same team, but for me, it's Jonathan Gibson. I said no goalies, Jeff. I I can't help it, man. You I gotta just, go no I, goalie. Who is the best skater? <sighs> oh, by the way, uh, Thornton is doubtful for game one. Is he? Okay. Yes. Um. Boy, thank I, goodness though. Eric Fair should be available for the start of the playoffs. Oh boy, lucky yeah, them. buddy. Lucky them. I man. This is 
This is really tough. Yeah, I, it's it's that's what's that's what's up with the series is that the star power is yeah. very low. Whereas like the series we just looked at, you know, you look between the Leafs and the Bruins. You look between uh, even L.A. and Vegas. There's some interesting names between those two teams. Uh, I I just think it's I think it's gets laughed by default at this point with no Thornton in there and yeah, or maybe it's just all right. Who do you think is going to win the series? Let's go there. Um. I got to take Anaheim in seven games. I knew you were going to say seven. I, I, I think home ice is going to play in this. And you're going to see. That's you, a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. In a series that's so evenly matched, yeah. home ice should make a difference. Yeah. And Anaheim was lucky to snag that home ice so late in the year, too. I'm going San Jose in six. Okay. Yep. Yeah. There you go. And for no, for no particular reason other than I, I actually, San Jose won more games in the regular season. And I put a lot more stock into wins. Then I do little chintzy overtime wins okay, or fair. overtime losses. And to answer your question too, best player, um, that's not a goalie, uh, Brett Burns for me in the series. Okay. So, uh, by the way, the Sharks won three out of four games. They won two mm-hmm. of them in a shootout. They won one six to two. And the one they lost was in a shootout. So three games went to a shootout. Could this series bring mm-hmm. us... So, a, like one of those longest game ever Triple overtime kind of games. pushing for it. Yeah. Where we're up till two, 2 a.m. watching hockey. I, I, I wouldn't doubt it. I hope so. Okay. Let's, uh, let's stroll back over to the Eastern conference. Okay. Let's start with the Washington capitals and the Columbus blue jackets. So, uh, the capitals won the series three to one, uh, capitals won the first three and then Columbus, Took the last one. So uh, all these games played in the last two months other than one of them. Who are you liking in this series in terms of the best player in this series? Let's just jump right into it. I think you know who I'm going to say best player. Ovechkin. Artemi Panarin. Really? Yes. All right. And I, I I almost said that like it was a joke, but I actually think no, Artemi I, Panarin is the he, best player in the series. He's been phenomenal this year for Columbus. Wait, I lied. It's Zach War Jones. Yeah, you're you're not kidding. I was actually thinking of Seth Jones. Hey, can, back there. can you Zach Warensky and Seth Jones? Can you separate the two? I don't even think you, I don't even think there's a reason to. No, they are collective. They're, it's they're working together. so well. You don't do that. That's that's the best thing that either of these teams has going in in that series. Uh, is this the first time Columbus finds themselves in the second round? Do they? jump ship finally managed to beat the team that's ahead of them because every time they've been in the playoffs they have been the lower seed is this the time they finally breaks through or are we looking at another washington pittsburgh second round matchup yeah this is this is tough because you know um like you said seth jones and warinski are dynamic on that back end um, but I think on the flip side too, you're looking at a guy like John Carlson, who is just looking, I mean, honestly to get paid in the off season. And he's not necessarily thinking that, but I think he's just been playing at such a high level, um, that it's just going to do nothing but continue in the playoffs. Um, and then when you look at goaltending, the thing that worries me for Washington is right now, Grubauer has been stealing the show and Holpe has been playing just mediocre. And so Holpe's going to start. I know, and that's that's the tough part. Do you, I mean, okay, yeah, that's the clear choice. You want to put your number one in as your number one to start the playoffs, or else you're you might be sending out that kind of signal that says, "Hey, we don't we don't have a lot of confidence in you." So guess what? If Grubauer falters, is it really worth going back to Holpe? But yeah, so you start Holpe because he is your number one. However, I'm not as confident in him as I would be in a guy like Brabos. Brabowski. Why can't I say his name? Bobrovsky. Bobrovsky. Giroux. Yeah. You know, Clark Giroux. Giroux. Yeah, thank the you. Blue Jackets. Yeah, I wouldn't be as confident in Holpe <laughs> as I would be in Bobby at the other end um, for Columbus. So the the real question is, is whose forward unit's going to come out on top? Well, I'm just going to say, I'll give you my prediction. Please. I'll tell you exactly yeah. why. Uh, I think the Washington Capitals will win this series. Okay. I think that it actually is going to go seven games. It's going to be a very tight series. Mm-hmm. I think when Columbus wins, it's going to be because of Bobrovsky. When Washington wins, it's because their power play scored at l- scored two goals. I think wow. I think they're gonna, their power play is going to roll on Columbus. Uh, their best penalty killer is going to have to be Bobrovsky, and 
Ultimately, I think that Washington will win because of a power play goal. That's and, I mean, and, and, and my my evidence. Uh, one of the best power plays in the league, the Washington Capitals, twenty two point five percent, and one of the worst penalty kills in the Blue Jackets at seventy six point two percent. So you're looking at, at, I mean, the Capitals basically score one in four, and the Blue Jackets let in one in four. I mean, we you might be looking at a long series for that penalty killing unit. Yeah, you, I mean, you're you're at this point just saying, okay, Washington's going to score a power play goal every single every game. game. So. <laughs> Just just give it up right now. So no shutouts for Bobby then at that point. Um, and Columbus has not been good in the faceoff circle. No. They, they've, they're they 26th in the league in the faceoffs and uh, Washington's 13th. So I think that'll definitely come into play. You're going to see a lot of back, Backstrom, a lot of Ovechkin. Mm-hmm. I, I'd be surprised if Ovechkin's playing less than – he'll he'll probably be playing around 19 minutes a game. Yeah. Because uh, they're not going to want to just overload him early on. But if – they find themselves down in the series or... They'll double shift it. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, but I think if you're Washington, too, you don't want Ovechkin out on the ice uh, when Panarin's there. You want to try to get Backstrom and um, Burakovsky out there to maybe match up against it, or maybe even Lars Eller if you want to, but uh, you certainly don't want Kuznetsov and Ovechkin out on the ice while Panarin's out there. So, But interestingly enough, I think if I had to choose uh, a winger besides... Um, you know, I guess I should say a skater besides Backstrom to go on the ice. I'd, I'd like to see matched up against Panera and Tom Wilson to see how he handles mm. that. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. but just out of my own personal interest for me anyways. All right. But um, so and, and who's going to win? Who'd you uh, pick? I got Washington. I have them doing it in six games. Okay. Washington in six. I have Washington in seven. And we will find out when that happens. Uh, that'll, that'll be a... It'll be a fun series because Washington is always fun to watch in the yes, playoffs. Absolutely. Like for all the people that say that they, you know, they collapse in the playoffs, which they have lost in the playoffs in the second round a lot. Uh, they have, they never ever uh, give us bad rounds. We're never yeah. watching them going. Oh, this team's so boring to watch. Right. Like, it's always so fun. So I think I think we're in for a, a pretty fun series. I think that Barbrowski is going to be maybe have his best playoffs that he's had so far in his career because he has struggled a little bit in the playoffs. He didn't look great against Pittsburgh last year. Yeah. He'll look better, but it's not going to be enough. John Tortorella loses his job. Okay. Now, have you heard anything uh, on TJ Oshie at all either? No mm. word on him? No, I don't know. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, TJ Oshie. Yeah, I think both of these coaches are definitely on the hot seat to have some success in the playoffs. And uh, by the way, it came out today that Trotz has not decided on who the Game 1 starter is going to be. Okay. So uh, there obviously is... A chance that it could be Grubauer, and if it's Grubauer, man, shoot, do we? <laughs> how much of how much of these predictions change if it's Grubauer? I, yeah, I might go seven games then at that point if Grubauer's in there. Okay, and will he finish out the series? Is the other question. Yeah, uh, TJ Oshie is not on the on their uh, injury list, he's not. so I'm going to assume that he's. Uh, well, according to uh, TSN, he is. So okay, shame well, on you, ESPN, TSN, <laughs> duke it out. Okay, let's go to. The other Metro series, that's the Penguins and the Flyers. So this series, to me, has the most intrigue outside of my own team. Uh, just I feel the the Pennsylvania angle and the fact that Crosby and Giroux have played each other in the playoffs a couple times before, and it's... Uh, it hasn't always gone Pittsburgh's way. It hasn't always gone Philly's way. Yeah, so. It's always exciting to watch that matchup, too. Yes, yes. I mean, I remember what was it that the series, the last series when they played each other, where just right off the, the, yeah, the start of the, the first draw, they just they went at it. It was fantastic. Yeah, and I, and I think that, again, the difference in this series is most likely going to be that power play. I mean, Pittsburgh's power play is historically good yes 26.1 percent led the league and then we're looking at the flyers who have the 29th ranked penalty kill uh, mm. uh in the series in the regular season between these two uh pittsburgh won all four games and they scored five goals in every game now up to this mm. point i've said that the regular season doesn't mean that much I look a little bit more into that. I'm, I'm going to take a little more stock into this and say, look, I mean, Pittsburgh scored in the power play, and I, I want to say every single one of these games. 
Uh, I have to go back and check. I, I think I remember reading that. That, and so they they did win two in overtime at five four. But man, F- Philadelphia can't can't keep up with a five goal pace. They no. just don't have the depth to do it. No, uh, they're just there really isn't much outside of that top line with Couturier and Giroux and Voracek. And so it's going to be, can they contain Malkin? Not well, many can. <laughs> the Pittsburgh Penguins had three players in the top 10 in scoring. Right. That's pretty deadly. And so, I mean, okay. And and will they get the goaltending from yeah. Mrazek? No, Elliot? Elliot's back in. Okay. So yeah. he looked good. I mean, granted, he did play the Rangers and won five to nothing their, their last game of the season. But Elliot's never been a playoff guy. Like he has dropped the ball in the playoffs. Yeah. So. But maybe this is the year for redemption. Um, I'm certainly hoping so because I want to see the series go deep. Um, yeah, you like it deep? I, wow. <laughs> I hope the parents are listening on this. Stop. Okay. What? I just uh, I like a long series. Good grief. <laughs> uh, so you think it's going to go seven? I'm hoping it You're goes hoping. seven. So the hope is seven, which personally – the way that I would like this whole entire thing to go, mm-hmm. the Leafs win in four and all the other series go to seven. Wow. Yeah, not not, a, not the like, oh, I want everyone else to get tired and then have to play us and we'll be rested. No, no, no. I just like games. I mean, game sevens are unreal. Yeah. And I just want to have the Leafs be all set and done <laughs> so that I can focus on all the other game sevens. I don't have to be stressed. I can just enjoy it. It'll be great. Hey, that makes sense. So I, that's actually kind of, a, you make a good point now when you start talking about guys getting tired. You know, will will two years of just straight playoff just chugging along catch up with? The no, I think Penguins? that's why they just they they looked like garbage for the first three months of the season. Well, I was actually, you know, it's funny. I was listening to. Oh, uh, we'll turn it on. <laughs> yeah, I was listening to XM, and they were they were talking about like I think Pittsburgh purposely just sort of played like garbage in some of the games because. Pace, they were, yeah, they're pacing themselves. So that's why they, they look They basically like just went out and, and ruled on the power play, and it won them enough games early yeah. on to where they were fine in the end. Yeah. Now, the bigger question for me is I'm interested to see how guys like Gostasir and Provorov handle, you know, having to play Malkin and Crosby on a consistent basis. Yeah. You know, are they going to be able to keep uh, the speeds there? Obviously, um, you know, Provorov they, and Gostasir, they had the size and the strength to keep up, but can they deal with, I mean, those guys can just turn it on. Sometimes. I'll never forget. It was Gossip Bears' first playoff mm-hmm. against the Washington Capitals. I mean, the Flyers played the Capitals. I think the, I think the Capitals swept them or they beat them in five. I I can't remember exactly. Mm-hmm. And Gostas Bear did one of them. Like I was, I remember just rewinding and wanting to watch this over and over again. It, I think it was on. They were on the power play. Mm-hmm. Washington goes to clear, and he dove, arms out. Like Superman, yeah, diving at the puck, batted the puck down, and you know he landed on the ice, and he popped up, and he had control of the puck. It was unbelievable to hold the puck <laughs> in, just to hold the puck in the zone. Yeah, they didn't score, nothing happened, but it was just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Guys don't dive for that kind of stuff, dude. Right. But it was it was pretty incredible. It was uh, a, showed his athletic ability. Like that's that's outside of hockey. You don't yeah. do he probably maybe who knows maybe he played right a, there. Maybe he played shortstop or yeah, he was a soccer yeah. goalie. Uh all right. So who is the best player in this uh, series? Sidney Crosby. Okay. Uh let's let's go beyond Sidney Crosby, who's mm-hmm. the best player. Because that's almost that's like in an Oilers series saying who's the best player. It's always Connor McDavid. I actually was gonna say Evgeny Malkin right now looks like the better player than Crosby, but which yeah, I mean, become playoffs, you know that Crosby is right. the better yeah, player. Absolutely. Uh, which yeah, so second best is Malkin. Yeah. Um third best I'll go Claude Giroux third best. See. See, I, I I'm still I think I'm still having trouble not feeling like Claude Giroux where where he has definitely improved that he's been sheltered in some ways. Mm-hmm. Uh to where I just I don't know if I can put him on those that kind of list anymore. Okay. I, I think that Kessel might be better than him. Wow. Or they're very similar. In a sense that, you know, they're both hey, they both play the the, the wing mm-hmm. and they both can dish it and they both can score. So All right. Well, who do you got winning this series? Oh, I've I've got Pittsburgh winning this series. How many games? I, I think that this this series will go to six because Five just doesn't. I I've, I feel like because of who their opponent is, mm-hmm. uh, that Philadelphia will be able to scrap together a couple wins. Okay. They'll get one Elliott kind of win, and then they'll 
they'll be I think that I think maybe this series out of any has the best chance to have some legitimate shootouts though. Yeah. Like just five four Four threes, six right. fives. So we'll see some Morazic then. Uh, uh, yeah. Yes. So I got Pittsburgh seven games though because I just want this series to, like I said, go deep. Okay. Let's move on to the Western Conference. Our last two series, Nashville and Colorado. Again, Colorado was our uh, last place team in the league last year and somehow making the playoffs. Last game of the season, won a game. I watched that. Uh, I watched that game and it was. Oh, shoot, what a what a it seemed like you should say what a battle, but really Colorado just looked like flat out the better team than St. Louis. Yeah. They they go to the uh the playoffs and they get the lovely parting gift of having to play the Nashville Predators. Yeah, and I think if you're if you're Nashville too, you were actually kind of hoping for St. Louis, I think, to play them in the playoffs because sure, let's face it, I mean, between Taylor Hall and Nathan McKinnon. You're playing one of the best players playing right now in the league. Yeah, definitely one of the hottest for yeah. sure. Uh, best player in this series, Nathan McKinnon. Nathan McKinnon. Yeah. yeah, and so this is. I mean, this is. It's crazy that the two one eights, essentially, and whatever. It's right one wild card, but the one eights, the best player is on the eight in both in both conferences. Yeah, but I. I mean. That in itself could be problematic for Colorado because when you look beyond that. Yeah, there's not much. Yeah, they, they lack the depth, and I think that is where Nashville's MO has kind of always been, where they don't really have that standout guy. Like maybe Ryan Johansson or Forsberg, you know, they've been looking at those guys for being their their superstar players, or P.K. Subban for that matter. But they don't have a guy that can go out there and put up 100 points a season right now. Every so. team has a couple guys, and that's yeah. fine. Every every team, even these teams that missed the playoffs, they have a couple guys. Yeah. I mean, the Islanders have Tavares, but he's you shut him and down. Marzell, who scored more points. Yes, that's true. So. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, Nashville won all four games: four one, five two, four three in OT, and then four two. Very recently, the four three and the four two were within the last month. Mm-hmm. Uh, my guess is that it'll go something like that. I, I can see Colorado winning a game. It's going to be tough. It's it, going to be real yeah. tough. They're going to need Bernier to go in and steal one. Maybe I'm going to go four games again. I'm going to go my second sweep. Wow. My you, second you sweep. You read my mind because this was my sweep okay, yeah, right here. Because yeah. Don't get me wrong. I, I think McKinnon and Rottenen and Landeskog are going to do well. But I think without Eric Johnson on the blue line back there, it's going to be really hard for them to try to contain Nashville's depth. And Peck Arne is just going to go in there. He's going to be like, you know what? I'm going to rest a little bit. I'm I'm just gonna steal this one out. Plus, Nashville is supposed to win the cup. Yes, and so they are going to they're, they're going to quickly dispose of this Colorado team. Mm-hmm. I think Colorado's probably just pretty pumped to be there. Yeah, I absolutely. mean, I it was really funny. I I can't remember what I was listening to. Uh, someone was talking about how oh you know when when players win playoff series mm-hmm. in like the first round. It's like, yeah, these guys are not excited about it at all. They're like, yeah, that's fine. We we won the we we've got more we've got more rounds to look for. We got a Stanley Cup to win. Like, yeah, not as excited as they should be. And and talking about you know when in baseball when a team makes the playoffs, there's like champagne in the locker rooms. Right, yeah, and they're so hyped just to make the playoffs. Yeah, and they're like in hockey, no, oh yeah, of course we're supposed to be in the playoffs. That's what we're supposed to do. No, Colorado. If you saw these guys on the ice, they were jumping on each other. They oh, yeah. were, it was like they won something, which which for them they did. I mean, it was a forty-seven point improvement. Yeah. Well, you think that's about it too. Amazing. Last year compared to this year, there's seven new teams in the playoffs. That's, yeah, that's such a change. I mean, yeah. obviously Half Vegas is one of those. Yeah. And it's not like back in the nineties where you and I grew up where you had, you know, Colorado, Detroit, New Jersey. And Dallas essentially making the playoffs every year and right, running away right. till the conference finals. I mean, yeah, it's I mean, not like at, that. Look anymore. at Tampa Bay; they missed the playoffs last year yeah. because of some injuries, and this year they're first place. That's I mean, that's the difference balance. between you know first and just missing the playoffs is maybe a, a one guy, two guys. Yep. Uh, so, I, yeah, that's to me probably the easiest series to go. Eh, we'll write them off, but I am looking forward to it. I am because too. I really want to see Colorado win a game or two. It would be and, nice and. I actually I like Nashville, so I I want them to win because I don't think that Colorado to me winning this series is not going to make for a good as good of a second round as a Nashville Minnesota slash Winnipeg. Either of those right. will be a, a great second round. Speaking of which, let's go to that one and let's finish up with Winnipeg and Minnesota. The Jets won three out of four. 
Uh, they won 4-3, 2-1, and 7-2, and then Minnesota won the most recent one, 4-1. Granted, those were all, all three of those wins were November and October, and Minnesota won on, in January. So Yeah, which is odd. Let's go ahead just and just to, I not mean, worry about those. Yeah, to really think about it. For being in the same conf or same division, you think like they would have games spread out a little bit more, so you'd see them, you know, maybe after yeah. the deadline at some point, yeah. at least once. Well, it's but. like the Leafs and Buffalo. The Leafs didn't even play Buffalo till March. Yeah, it's so weird. It so it was so weird. I was like, we're playing Buffalo again. Uh, we could we lost them twice. Uh, so the thing to me is that when I look at all four of these games, Minnesota was playing pretty bad yeah. <laughs> at the beginning of the season. So I'm just going to write all those off. And then a 4-1 win, I, it's the middle of January. Teams, I don't know if, you know, did Winnipeg have a back-to-back or Minnesota? You know, I don't I don't know. There's there's a whole lot of reasons why a team might lose a game like that. And so I'm just going to go ahead and just put those out. I'm going to say best player in this series is, there's a few guys you could probably throw out there. To me, it's Blake Wheeler. So you so it's Blake Wheeler. So yeah, yeah. Blake Wheeler. You can go Blake Wheeler. You can go Patrick Laine. You go Mark Shifley. You go Eric Stahl. There's. I mean, you could you could have gone Ryan Suter. You could have. Yeah. Not, Ult- ultimately, that's really all we have to talk about in my mind. Yeah, is, not having him back there for thirty minutes a game is going to hurt. Like, yeah. don't get me wrong. Dumba's been great this year, but well, let's not go that far. Well, I, <laughs> great is a very okay. strong word. He's Justin. been he's been much better than expected. Yes, he's I, played I, yes, well. I will agree with that. Yes. Uh, Spurgeon, he just yeah, I, he's day to day with a torn hamstring. How effective is he going to be in this series? Probably not that much, to be quite honest. He'll see limited minutes. He'll probably have to play Patrick Line a lot, mm-hmm. which is not good. No, that. That's, and Paul Stasny, uh, it's going to be a, a very tough series for the Wild. And it's unfortunate because the Wild actually really did scrap things together and, and make a great second half run. We didn't really talk about them that much. No, yeah. But, I mean, they, they have played pretty well. They're a pretty balanced team. They have a middle-of-the-road penalty kill power play, which is fine. Uh, middle-of-the-road face-offs, middle-of-the-road uh, goals against, middle-of-the-road goal four. So, I mean, they're... They're a good team, but Winnipeg is Winnipeg comes at you from yeah. every and angle. They're big. they're big. They're fast. They they have excellent goaltending. Jeez, I this series without Ryan Suter might be the biggest mismatch. Yeah, to me, this is my second sweep. Honestly, I I don't see Minnesota at least. They always seem to scrap one together. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm gonna go. Winnipeg in five. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Winnipeg well, I mean, I, I don't disagree with it. I just, I just think when you look up and down the lineup, it there's way too much depth. And like you said, for guys like you know Shifley and Stasny and Little, their third line center, and then Adam Lowry at fourth line. He's he's essentially just as big as Blake Wheeler and just a little less offensively gifted. Yeah. Really, and, and but shoot, I mean, we didn't even throw out a name like Kyle O'Connor. Or, I know. It's there's Nikolai Ehlers. It, yeah, Winnipeg just has way too much depth for Minnesota. I, I think, too, you wonder about Eric Stahl. You know, mm-hmm. how now Eric Stahl has had some great playoffs before. Oh, yeah, but it was six or seven years ago, right? So, I, you know, I, I do, I wonder uh, how effective he'll actually become playoff time when people are game planning against him. It's been a little while since he's been game planned against, yeah. I don't know how much teams, even in the regular season this year, despite him having a pretty good season, have really game planned against him. Yeah, I, I mean, I honestly think if if you're Winnipeg, you're not necessarily game planning against him. Sure, you'd like to make sure that maybe Bufflin is out there against. It's, it's going to be Stahl. that front of the net, right? The front yeah. of the net. You you are probably doing something in terms of all right. We don't want him here. He's going to get loose. But the guy's a vacuum cleaner, right? Exactly. But I think you're more or less just game planning. Okay. What line do I want to throw out against which line? Not necessarily because of one player. Right. right. Uh, because, yeah. again, that second line's got Zach Parise for Minnesota, stall up on their top line. I, I would love to see Zach Parise mm-hmm. in his former glory. Oh, absolutely. Remember how good he was when New Jersey went to the oh, finals yeah, against he was LA? Good. He was good. And he was just scoring clutch goal. That year, he would just score clutch goal after clutch goal. I, I hope that after the surgery that he had and all that, that mm-hmm. he... 
these playoffs are like a reset button for him. My hope is that he's their best player in the series. Okay. I would love to see this series go to seven. I, I think with the it's good for the game to have Canadian teams advance. Yeah. So I, I think that I want Winnipeg to win this series, but at the same time I, I do man, I'm just bummed that Ryan Suter has has to be injured for this. Yeah, I agree. And so. it's I think too, it's like you said, it's good for Canadian teams to win, but I think the it's, it's, I'm interested to see how Winnipeg does with the expectations now on them. That's fair. Yeah. Know. They, then they, they haven't been to the playoffs with this group. No, not so. really. And it's, it's, a, it was the same with Edmonton last year. They didn't not necessarily had the same expectations, but the minute they got in the playoffs, that's when the expectations were there. Right. And you know, obviously then it didn't work out this if year. If the wild had Ryan Suter, would it change your pick in any way? I would still pick Winnipeg, but it would go a lot deeper. I think I, I would probably say six games instead of a sweep. Then at this point, okay. So, all right. Well, that's all the time we have. Uh, one small show note is that once the playoffs start, mm-hmm. so you know, there's games on Wednesday starting on Thursday. We will be doing a show, or I'll be doing a show in some way, shape, or form every day as long as there's games the day before. Wow. So that's what we're going to do during the playoffs. Justin will be here as much as he can. Yes. Uh, there'll be guests popping in on the show, but uh, there'll be still be our, our main longer shows, but we're going to do some uh, shorter shows in between because there's just so much going on that, uh, you know, it's we don't want to miss things, and uh, playoff hockey is the time to talk hockey. So. It is. We'll uh, look forward to that. Well, Justin, I hope you have a great night. Yeah, go win you. your hockey game. I will try. And don't let anyone go deep. Wow.